with us. God with us. So today we're launching this brand new teaching series. So I want to tell you what I want to do is we're going to bounce off what is considered one of the most popular scriptures in the entirety of the Bible. And we're going to look at this powerful theological term. Now, I don't want you to get scared of the theological term because I'm going to explain it. The word is incarnation. It means that God became flesh and dwelt among us. So today, as we launch into this message series about the presence of God, I want to start with a verse, this same verse, every single week. And Christmas Sunday... We're going to deal with this in big detail, but it's found in Matthew's gospel. So we're going to put Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, and you guys are going to actually help me out with this. Ready? Look, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means? And they will call him Emmanuel, which means? That's the title of this series, God with us. For those of us who are Bible-believing Christians, it's so easy to believe that God is with us in moments where we are experiencing good things. When you're on the mountaintops of life, it's easy to believe that God is with us. When you get really good news, you get so excited you want to jump up and praise when you get that raise. When your baby sleeps through the night for the first time, you just want to praise Jesus. When you get that coveted parking spot at the mall, you just want to praise Jesus. See, it's easy to sense the presence of God when things are going good, when we're on the mountain. But it's more difficult to sense his presence when you're in the valley, when things aren't going the way that you would want them to go. When you get bad news, when you're hurting, and maybe you feel a little bit alone, when you're worried, when you're afraid, when you're battling depression. So what I want to do is I want to talk for a moment about the God in the valleys. What's interesting to me is so often much of our lives can be going really, really, really well. You've got all these different areas of your life where you feel like you're on a mountaintop. But there's always this one area that weighs everything else down. So much is going good, but there's just one thing that really, really brings a serious weight to your life. You can find yourself in the moment that you've lived for all your life. And then a valley shows up. Tragedy comes in. Steals everything that you've ever been hoping for. And unfortunately, some of you are there right now. Some seasons of your life are really good. Your marriage is blessed. But you've got a kid that is making some crazy, dumb decisions. And it hurts you. Or you're really close to God and you you sense God's presence. But at the same time, you're afraid you're going to lose your job. Or you're really excited about the holidays. Yet you get this bad medical news about you or somebody else. And so there's so many things, and yet there may be one or two things that kind of just pull you down into this place called the valley. So what I want to do is I want to talk about where is God in those valleys? When you look at scripture, it's interesting. The valleys represent several things. You see in the valleys, there were often battles that took place. Some of you right now are in the middle of a battle. 
Valleys were seasons of desperation. Valleys were times of loneliness. And it's interesting, though, but the valleys were also times of growth. You may enjoy God. Listen to this. You may enjoy God in some ways on the mountaintop, but you experience him in different ways when you're in the valley. We may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. We may know him. We may enjoy him when times are really good, but we get to know him in a different way when we go through difficult seasons. So what I want to do is I want to look at a text from the Old Testament today, and we're going to head to Psalm 84. And chances, if you've ever read Psalm 84, you've read right through these verses that we're going to read today. But we're going to go to Psalm 84, and we're going to start in verse 5. And we're going to see where is God in those valleys. This is what the psalm says. It says, blessed are those whose strength is in you. In other words, blessed are those who find their strength in God, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Verse 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Verse 7, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. The valley of Baca. What is the valley of Baca? The valley of Baca was most likely an image related to a specific tree. And this tree would ooze out sap. And if you walked by this tree, it was also called a weeper. It literally looked like the tree was crying. That's why the Valley of Baca is translated many different ways in Scripture. You're going to actually see it in the New Living Translation. It's often called the Valley of Tears. It's called the Valley of Weeping. It's called the Valley of Loss. Anytime you see a valley in the Bible, you see a very, very dangerous place. A place where there'd be thorns and wild animals. There'd be people waiting to rob you. In fact, it was very difficult to get through a valley without something bad happening. This is why the psalmist says in verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is found in God. If you don't know God intimately, then there are times when you say, Man, I've just had enough. I can't do this anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I, I can't give anymore. And the truth is, if you don't know God intimately, then what you have is all you have. But for those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, we believe that we have a strength that goes beyond what we have. That we have access to a heavenly strength. That's why the psalmist says, blessed are those whose strength is found in you. We believe as Christians that when we get to the end of our strength, there is a heavenly strength that is available to us. There is a divine strength. There is a strength from God that is available to those who know him. The good news is that God meets us when we hit the end of our strength. That's why that scripture said that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. His strength is made absolutely perfect. Blessed are those whose strength is found in God. If you're in the middle of the valley right now, I want you to know that you have access to very real, ever-present power of a God who is available to you and ready to come and assist you in your time of need. Amen. The text doesn't say, blessed are those who make it on their own. It doesn't say blessed are those who pick themselves up by the bootstrap. 
It doesn't say blessed are those who are really determined to make it. One of the big problems in our world today is we almost idolize a spirit of independence. I don't want to need anybody in my life. I want to be financially independent. I want to be completely good on my own. I don't want to trust people. I don't want people to be there for me. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. But the problem is you were never created to be independent. We were created by our God to depend on him, but to also depend on others. Blessed are you when you realize you are dependent and you have a greater power than yourself. Some of you need to lean on that in your life. And you need to admit it. I don't have what it takes. I need his presence. I want to show you verse 5 in a, in a different in a different translation, because I love the way the New Living Translation says it. Can we put that in the New Living Translation? It's there at the bottom. Ready? Verse 5. All right. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Can we go to verse 6 on there? When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. I love that, man. We are all on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Did you know that? We're all on a pilgrimage. The Bible says... Everybody says, well, no, our dwelling place is going to be in heaven. No, 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 temporary. Heaven is a temporary spot. Scripture says that. At the end in the book of Revelation, the very last chapter, it says, but behold, I saw a new heavens and a new earth. And I saw the new Jerusalem descend on the earth from the skies. We are all on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. You may be in the valley, but we are getting to this place. Jerusalem was known as the city of refuge we are going to this place that is called the place of peace one commentator of this scripture says this to get to the city of refuge you need to travel through the valley of tears sometimes to get where you really appreciate the presence and the power of God you have to push through a little bit of pain to get to the goodness of God for so many the valley is the pathway to the place of peace we've pushed through the valley we're on a pilgrimage. This is the way the psalmist said it. And let me show you the first part. He said this, what joy for those whose strength come from the Lord, who have set their minds. Everybody say with me, my mind is set. Come on, my mind is set. Blessed are those who have their minds set towards God. Several weeks ago, I shared it with you this way. And I like this, this way of saying it. Blessed are those whose affections are set on God. What you think about matters so much. Paul talked about this a lot in the New Testament. To the Colossian believers, he said this. He said, set your mind on things above, not on things below. Paul told the Philippians this. He said, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy or admirable or lovely, think about such things you need to know something where you are is one thing 
What you think about is something else. What you think about matters. Some of y'all need to hear this right now. Your current situation may be in the valley, but your mind can still be set in heavenly places. Your heart may be racing right now, but your mind can be set. Your soul may be aching, but your mind is set. Your emotions may be racing, but your mind is fixed towards God. There may be too much to do. You may be thinking about the pressure that your in-laws are going to bring. You may be wondering how you're going to pay for Christmas this year. There also may be some real tragedies in the valley. But my mind is set on the goodness of God. He's with me. He's for me. Greater is the one who is in me than he who is in the world. My God is going before me to prepare a way for me. His spirit gives me strength when I'm weak. I need him every moment of every day. His words are a lamp to my feet. His words are a light unto my path. When I cannot make it, his power is real. I may be in the valley, but my mind is set on the things of the kingdom. I'm on a pilgrimage. I'm on my way to the place of peace. We may be in the valley, but my mind, my affections are fixed on the Lord. Verse 6 says this, and, and I love this phrase. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. In other words, we may be in the valley right now, but that's not your destination. What are we doing? We're just passing through. This is not my home. I'm on my way to the place of peace. I'm just passing through. My God will get me through this. David said something similar in Psalm 23. He said, even though I walk, come on, everybody, help me out. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. I may be in the valley, but I'm just passing through. I may be in a difficult time, but God's going to get me through. I may be hurting right now, but I'm not going to be hurting forever. My God will pull me through. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a difficult situation, you just say, man, I just want to get out of this get me out God make it go away make it stop make the pain go away I don't want to do this anymore I want out what you have to realize is so often God may show you that the way is through the valley not out of the valley the road to the path of peace is through the place of pain I love this next phrase as they pass through the valley of Baca they make it a place of springs the King James Version says it this way it says they make it a well they make it a place of springs in other words whenever you're in a dry place you know I love this I, I love going to Israel if you go to Israel there is a place that is very familiar in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's this place called Beersheba. And in Beersheba, this is the city. All there is, all around it is desert and desert and desert and desert. But one of the things that they figured out on how to prosper in the middle of the desert was to dig deep wells. You say, man, <clears throat> I'm going to take a little hole. Put it in the ground and make provision for the rain that God will send. God hasn't sent it yet. It's dry right now. But when you're dry and when you're hurting, 
those are the times to make room for the presence of God. Those are the times where you make room for the provision of God. You make a well. You dig a well. But it hasn't rained yet. But because I know that my God will make provision, then God, I'm going to make a container preparing myself for the presence and the provision of God. It's, it's almost as if God would say it to you this way. You show me your faith. I'll show you my faithfulness. If you dig it, I will fill it. If you prepare for me, I will show up. You show me your faith, I'll show you my faithfulness. Jesus apparently had this kind of philosophy. In the New Testament, there's a guy that shows up with this withered up hand. And instead of say, Jesus saying, hey, I'm just going to heal you, Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Whoa, time out. I have a withered hand. Did you, did you know that? I can't go really far with my hand. No, no, no. Stretch out your hand and I will heal it. You show me that you believe and I will do it. A man who couldn't walk for 38 years, Jesus didn't say, Jesus power on you right now and you're healed. Instead, he said, you take up your mat. You get up. Show me that you can believe that I can make you walk. If you show me your faith, I'll show you my faithfulness. I don't know who this is speaking to this morning. But someone, you need to hear it. If you dig it, he will fill it. If you plant it, he will grow it. You have to plant your seed before you can see the harvest. If you pray it, God will hear it. If you dig it, if you prepare, God will reveal himself. When you're in those dry places in your life, you need to begin to make wells. You need to prepare for the presence and the provision of God. If you show me your faith, God says to you today, I'll show you my faithfulness. I love the if promises of God in scripture, right? We've been going through the series prior to this about the promises of God, but I love the if promises of God. If you draw near, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. You show me what you believe and I'll show you my presence. If you seek me, you will find me. There's somebody here, man, you haven't sensed the presence of God in a long time. You need to know that the Lord is telling you today it's time to make a well. It's time to dig a ditch. It's time to say, God, I'm going to stop and wait for your presence. I'm going to prepare for your provision because if you dig it, he will fill it. Think about this. Some of us really need an encounter with God right now. But God rarely reveals himself to people who are rushed. I just want this to sink in for you for a second. He rarely reveals himself to people who are rushed. Think about this. Imagine Moses and the burning bush. Moses driving by at 75 miles an hour by the burning bush. Man, I'd like to snap a picture of that. Make that part of my Insta Instagram story. That bush is burning. That's not how God approaches it. God says, hey, why don't you stay a while? Why don't you take your sandals off? Because you're standing on holy ground. Why don't you wait 
for a moment and be still. Be still and know that I am God. Make a well. Prepare for me to fill it. For some of you, this is a time of preparation. Time to say, God, I want to meet with you and I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to believe that you're going to reveal yourself to me because I need you right now. Here's what I hope you all understand. God never, ever promised that you would never go through valley moments in your life. This is the most heretical thing in our world today. If we talk about biblical illiteracy, people not knowing the scriptures, not knowing the word of God, one of the issues, the main issues in our society is that we think that if there is a benevolent God out there, then we should never struggle, never go through any issues. People have founded entire churches and movements. There's an entire church based out of South America right now that is founded on the premise that you should not experience any pain. They're called the International Church of Stop Suffering. Pare de Sufrir. And you laugh. But the truth is, is that you've made that theology in your own heart too. Just because you don't attend their church doesn't mean you don't ascribe to their theology. God, why are you doing this to me right now? You can't. I've been righteous. I, I, I've given my tithe. I've served in church. How could this be happening to me right now? But you see, God never promised us that we wouldn't make it through, that we wouldn't go through valley moments. He just promised that he would never let us go through them alone. He promised that he would be God with us. Remember, and the virgin will be with child and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Remember this, as we're going through this valley of weeping, we're on the journey to the place of peace. And he says this, he says, they go from strength to strength. They go from strength to strength. Blessed are those who experience the strength of God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in you. I love this because this is kind of how I experience God in my life. I go from a little bit of strength to a little more strength to a little more strength, not my strength, but his strength. This is the very thing that God has done in my life through valley moments. Remember this, we may enjoy him in the mountaintops, but we get to know him in the valley. He reveals his character to us. We can sense his strength in a way that we can't otherwise sense. When we totally and completely need him and we have nothing else and we know that we're traveling through that valley, we're just here, we're just passing through. We know that he's a good God. We know that we're going to the place of peace. Right now you may feel weak, but who's God? Who's God in the middle of your weakness? God is your strength. When you're in darkness, who is your God? Your God is your light in darkness. When you're in a season of trouble, who is your God? He is your joy in the trouble. When you're in the midst of pain, who is your God? He is your comforter in the middle of your pain. That's who our God is. We pass through the valley. And even though we're in the valley, we do not fear. Why? Because he is with us. The same God that is with us on the mountaintops, who is good to us on the mountaintops, is good to us in the valleys. 
And we get to know him in those circumstances. I'm going to invite our worship team to come out. If you're in the valley moment right now, you need to know. Don't park your life in that place. You're just passing through. You won't be there forever. I am believing alongside with you that our God will lead you out, that he is good, that he is with you, that he is present, and that he will take you from strength to strength. As a matter of fact, I love the way that it says it in the New Testament. It doesn't just say that he'll take you from strength to strength. It says that he will take you from glory to glory. Man, when you can't handle it anymore, you need to lean into him. Let his strength be what you need. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you, O oh God, are with us. And you, God, who are you? You are Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name.